The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Well, it's safe to say we probably never met. Even still, if a betting man was I, I'd bet every single one of us have found ourselves standing in the storms of life, soaking wet, but do not fret. Chin up, my friend. A little bit of rain is not how this thing ends, but sometimes we forget. So if you understand, let me see those hands, cause everybody needs a little hope. Welcome to Hope, the program that offers hope to the struggling, hope for the depressed, and hope for the oppressed. Now here are your hosts, Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our show, Host. I'm Bobby. H- host? Hope. It's Hope. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our show, Hope. And uh, I hope that I can say hope. And um, this is Bobby Caps. Tommy Wilson is uh, away on his one of his frequent vacations, and and um, <laughs> Wesley Jackson's here with me. And uh, so, good morning, Wesley. Morning, Bobby. Glad to be here. Yeah, um, we missed last week. I hate that we missed you, good folks. Last week, uh, I was out of town myself. Tommy had just gotten out of the hospital, so we're thankful that he's uh, He's got everything back back together, so I guess he needed a little time away to recoup after a hospital yes. stay. So we're glad he's getting some R and R, and we're glad to be back in the studio here with you guys. Absolutely, and so we're glad we have a great show today. Uh, we have one of our famous guys in town uh, that's with <laughs> us. Uh, he's also a sponsor of our show yeah. and, and a sponsor of our ministries, and really has just been an extraordinary support to all of us that uh, work with uh, broken folks and and. Um, and uh, that, that, by the way, includes me, uh, in case you're wondering. And, um, uh, but it's Nick Bain, our representative of District 2, uh, and a guy who really spearheads a lot of uh, great uh, uh, work, uh, laws uh, that uh, improve uh, our state. Uh, we were talking today about how just extraordinary, uh, just, you know, the extraordinary uh, improvement uh, that's come to our state, uh, even since I've been here, which has only been 15 years. But uh, we were talking with Phil, who's been here 71 years, and he said, "Man, you can't even even imagine 50 years ago compared to today." And uh, but even here in Alcorn County, which is where we're located, uh, what a wonderful uh, place it is to live, uh, and it's so inviting. And and uh, we we want to uh, we're glad about that. And Nick is a makes a big piece of laying the infrastructure. Uh, at the legal infrastructure to help us to uh, be who we are uh, in our state. And so we're uh, super glad to have him. It's not lost in us that uh, uh, if the, uh, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, uh, that uh, it was a Mississippi uh, case uh, that will overturn it. It was a Mississippi case uh, that was co-sponsored by our Nick Bain. And so, uh, um, so welcome, Nick, and maybe we'll just start there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that bill? Yeah, that was a bill, um, I can't remember the number of it, back a couple of sessions ago, but it was uh, the 15-week abortion ban, just saying that if a, a woman could not have an abortion after 15 weeks, it was that simple. Uh, and, and that was what uh, was sent up to the Supreme Court. I co-authored that. The primary author of that was Becky Curry, who is a uh, – Representative from Lincoln County and also a nurse, uh, which I think is significant, it being a female and a health care provider who sponsored that bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it, it's one of those things that we we felt the states have. It's a state's issue. It's a state's rights issue to let us regulate that the best way that we feel that we can. And, uh, you know, the, the, the leak that came out with the U.S. Uh, Supreme Court has indicated that that's where they're looking to go now i don't want to make light of that that the leak coming out is a significant uh issue and something that needs to be dealt with in a timely and and right manner i mean you can't just have a supreme court opinion leaked out uh like that 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 goes against everything that's against our uh 
200 years of jurisprudence in this country. Uh, we need to have Well, and better. primarily they're saying, and you probably know this uh, well, is that, you know, they write opinions fairly harshly, mm-hmm. and then everybody bats it around and softens it up a little bit, and, you know, different justices weigh in on yeah. it, and, and everybody considers it, and it goes right. back, loops back around before it becomes what it's supposed to be. And so leaking out the first draft is kind of saying, well, we leaked out the harshest version and um, you know, and maybe this is the gentle tenor of the court, but but uh, there certainly might have been a lot of adjustments made to it. So we don't know how it'll end up. We don't, but it puts those justices in a hard position now. It does. You know, you they can't they can't really go back. If I'm in that their shoes, you know, it would be hard to change a vote after a leak of that uh, magnitude. You can't. I mean, it it's the whole credibility integrity of the court if. If a vote is changed now on that, yeah, case. for sure. So. And and the other thing is that we what we were talking about to bring this back around to Mississippi and then to get in our subjects today is that what we were talking about was some of the uh, m- most important laws that have ever been legislated uh, in our country have come out of Mississippi lawyers, uh, out of Mississippi's thinking, the whole uh, tobacco deal, the whole asbestos laws, the whole mm-hmm. even the whole idea of tort, which I don't know what it means, so don't don't ask me. But but I know, I mean, that whole discussion was all a function of Mississippi lawyers, and we've had a lot of very brilliant lawyer, lawyers in our country, and we, and uh, and uh, that's really one of the highlights of who we are as Mississippi is that, is that we have really yeah. awesome lawyers. We we have a, a a vibrant legal community, you know, and, and we've had a state of our size. We've had a lot of significant. Um, lawyers we've had supreme court justice from mississippi that a lot of people don't know about lqc lamar from uh, lafayette county uh you know we've done a lot like you said with with uh with uh tobacco we still get money from tobacco in the millions 20 millions 30 millions every year in perpetuity because mississippi grabbed the bull by the horn so to speak took on big tobacco and realized what it was doing to people out there and uh, that was, uh, and, and we're, we're, we're reaping the benefits of that forever. Our kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids will see that money in, in perpetuity. And I'll say this, that from a cultural perspective and from a health perspective, uh, some of the things that happened as it related to that was really, you know, we were a very much a smoking country, uh, and we're very much now not a smoking country. Very much. Mm-hmm. People still smoke, but as a general rule, you know, we, we're not, a smoking country anymore and um if you want to think about it big picture i'm not talking about the uh, the you know the the outliers but actually kind of the main vibe is that people aren't like smokers anymore and uh, we used to all be smokers you know back in the day uh-huh. and so we're gonna um we're gonna um say hi to our sponsors and, and wesley who's our sponsors we love you and uh, then we're gonna uh, come back and do another segment yeah, we're thankful for the sponsors. We couldn't do the show without them. And uh, starting off, of course, Nick here is one of our sponsors of the show, Bain Bowen Law Office. Nick does all our legal needs at the Freedom Center, uh, Living Free Ministries. He's been a vital part of uh, you know us setting up the bylaws and getting the organization of the Freedom Center started. So we're thankful to you for that, Nick. Uh, Wilco Realty, uh, Maria and her team over here at Wilco Realty, they'll sell or buy, buying and selling a house, get a hold of them. Crosswind Ministries, Gatlin's Pharmacy in Tishomingo, Subways, the local Subways, Daniel Arthur, and Living Free Ministries. Those are our sponsors, and we're thankful for you guys. We'll be right back. It's Tommy Wilson, Living Free Ministries here in Corinth, Mississippi. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. At Living Free Ministries, we want to help you to understand how to renew your mind through a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to take you out of addiction and take you into peace, promise, and joy. Only Jesus Christ can do that. Check us out, livingfreecorinth.com. 
Wilco Real Estate Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorrent.com. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. Do you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines? Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hi folks, it's Tommy Wilson with Car and Master Furniture Outlet here on Highway 72. Man, is it tough. Inflation over 8%, gas up, groceries up. So at our store, we're going to give you that 8% off plus 10 more percent. For a total of 18%, that's right, 18% of already low prices. All you have to do is to tell us you heard this ad. And you gotta remember, you gotta come three miles west of high prices to get that deal. Bain Bowen, attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Good morning to everybody in beautiful Corinth, Mississippi. We're here with Nick Bain, one of our famous lawyers and representatives. And, 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 uh, and we're going to talk about some, some stuff that's near and dear to the heart of those of us who work uh, with people in recovery and primarily, it is this. The Bible clearly lays out uh, that God is in charge of wrath, vengeance, and justice. But he delegates his authority to the, to the justice systems, if you will, around the whole world, no matter what country you live in. God has delegated uh, his authority uh, to maintain the peace and to keep the good guys from the bad guys and to punish the evildoer. All of this is in Romans 13, if you want to read about it, and it's how God delegates his authority here on the earth so that we can live peaceably one with another. Well, that's what lawmakers do. Lawmakers, they set boundaries for things and they look at the society at large and they say we need to set some boundaries so that this uh, evil uh, can be corrected and so that this person can live at peace with this person and everything from your housing codes, which are supposed to keep you from offending your neighbor, uh, to to uh, these big things that we're talking about, like abortion laws and, and all these other things, uh, the legal community, uh, uh, and all the way down to your local uh, law officer, um, uh, has is a is a um, organization uh, that God has given authority to to help us. And so, the, at the top of that food chain. Uh, is the person who is the, writing the laws. And that's what, in our states, uh, our representatives do for us. They sit around and they consider on behalf of the citizens that they represent uh, how best to uh, write laws that protect the good guys from the bad guys, if you will. I mean, that's the way the Scripture talks about it. And um, so, uh, so, Nick, uh, very recently... Uh, or, you know, perhaps uh, in, in this particular way, we should call you Representative Bain. And, um, uh, and uh, you know, well, to, to make, to uh, put a pin on the point, if you will. And so, uh, because these are very important things that you guys are doing. So, Representative Bain, when you guys uh, were in session this last time, you passed a very important bill 
Uh, and it was an important bill about a drug that's literally mm -hmm. killing people. Let me set you up by CDC yesterday. The CDC yesterday said that last year 107,000 people died of overdoses from opiates. Mm -hmm. And so my deal is, is that that is 107,000 people that died last year from overdose of opiates. And much of that has been attributed to this fast killer thing called fentanyl. And so, Nick, what did, what did you guys do yeah. uh, in your state house about that whole thing? Fentanyl, uh, of course, like you said, is a synthetic opioid uh, that is, in many cases, 100 times stronger than morphine. Um, and just to put it in perspective, I have clients and that I've talked to here that have told me they can take me to a place in Alcorn County in Corinth, Mississippi, and there are four of us in this room, and we can get enough fentanyl to kill all four of us for ten dollars. Uh, we carried a guy down to the home of Grace Nick. Yep, he said the same thing. Ten dollars, and it kill all of us. Uh, so uh, a couple years ago, and I never really knew about this. And this is this is what's great about a citizen. Uh, legislature a legislature that is open uh to listening to uh its citizens a couple of years ago i met a lady by the name of cordy rodenball cordy rodenball is a mother uh from madison county her son was parker rodenball he was a student at mississippi state who overdosed on fentanyl uh at a fraternity house and they're just sharing i think it was a hydrocodone that was laced with fentanyl at that point we started having um, a lot of different hearings. I talked to law enforcement. We talked to people all over the state, health, uh, mental health providers, addiction providers, talked to some of you guys about fentanyl and about what they're seeing. And it's, it's, in, every, it's in every community, so don't let anybody tell you differently. It's in every community. We've, we've had it here. Uh, in fact, one of the bills we passed was called the Victoria Huggins Pill Press Bill. Victoria was a... a girl here a 29 year old nurse here in magnolia that got a hold of a, a xanax that was laced with fentanyl and 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 died in her sleep uh, fentanyl is the number one killer between the ages of 18 and 45 uh, in the united states of america so stop, hold on so we need to say that again the yep. number one killer of adults between the ages of 18 and 45, not some little range, no. literally and, young yeah. and middle-aged adults. The entire workforce, of, of basically. Yeah, yeah. The work, number one killer. Yeah. Not, not, not COVID, That's right. it's fentanyl. More people died from fentanyl overdoses than COVID in that age group. Um, so it's something that, you know, I, I am the chairman of the Judiciary B Committee. What that committee is tasked with is public safety, law enforcement issues, uh, and and listening to issues such as this. A couple of years ago, we handled a vaping issue that was kind of out of control. We outlawed that for uh, people under the age of 21. And this this past session, we had a three-part uh, platform, if you will, program for uh, fentanyl uh, to address the fentanyl. The first of that was uh, Parker's Law, named after Parker Rodenball. Uh, that created a basically a drug-induced homicide statute. Now, what's important about that is uh, that's called Parker's Law, and it, we th that went through the process. The first draft of that was a couple years ago. Uh, we passed it this year. What it does, and I think this is important, and we had a lot of we had a lot of people work with this, and 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 I specifically got involved with uh, the End It for Good people, uh, some mental health people. Um, and uh, substance abuse uh, treatment because I wanted them to tell me the bill. So the bill says if someone dies as a result of a fentanyl-laced pill, and we, we made it directly narrowed to fentanyl as a direct uh, result of fentanyl, and the person who gave this to them gave, gave it to them uh, for something of value, sold it to them, uh, then that person can be convicted of uh, the death of that other person um, and, and be subject to 20 years to life in prison. Now, the important part about this, Bobby, and this is what I really wanted to emphasize and what I want to tell people about today, we, it has two provisions. It has a good Samaritan provision in it, meaning that if you and I are sharing and you see me go into cardiac arrest or something and you call the police, you can uh, uh, be exempt from, 
from the prosecution because we want to save lives yeah. ultimately we don't want yeah. people saying oh oh no he's 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 about to die i'm not i'm leaving get out of here you yeah. know but that's what happened in parker's case everybody left and so the second part of this which i think is critical is remember we put in there it has to be a thing of value there has to be a, a thing of value exchanged if we're sharing it if addicts are sharing a hydrocodone that's laced with fentanyl and they don't know it is they're just addicts they're going we they have some immunity in that too what i want to do with the bill and what the aim of the bill is the, the intent of it is to go after the people who are exploiting those addicts and and go after them and and see to it that we have teeth in mississippi that says we're not going to put up with this this bill was uh, modeled after a bill out of rhode island uh to some extent that that i think there's been about four or five prosecutions up there through it in the last year or so so uh we're going to look at it and, and send the message hopefully that we're not going to put up with these uh drug traffickers bringing this stuff into mississippi and killing our people so and that's passed right i mean it that's is law. law the that, governor has signed that's it. a law mm-hmm. okay well so that's awesome and so what they've done is they've just said they've had they've tried to compassionately look at it and say you know some addicts are out there sharing dope and, and the dope's laced and we're not trying to pick on them uh, necessarily uh, but what we are trying to do is to say if you're going to come in here and lace dope that's going to kill people in our state uh, we're coming after you and so um, we're thankful for that and and the whole Good Samaritan thing is is that if I see somebody dying. Uh, then I can, I can, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to be exempted if I make the phone call. And so, um, so we're thankful for that. And, and that's just a, uh, a aspect of, of, uh, law enforcement that we want to celebrate with Nick and who brought that forward and, and, uh, and listened, uh, to the people and, and, uh, and heard what their concerns were. And then, but then also was able to put some some uh real practical teeth to say uh go ahead and traffic uh, fentanyl in our state and you're going to be in trouble uh if, if somebody dies from it and uh as nick mentioned that one aspect of the law uh, was uh one of our own community members uh that was uh, a part of it and yeah, tell, that's what a sec- was her side that's the second part of of our package that we had we had three-part package that the first was the the homicide statute the second was the pill press uh, law that we call it. Victoria Huggins uh, family lives here Huggins down in the Biggersville community David Huggins longtime uh, highway patrolman uh, this was his niece uh, her bill what it does was it creates a felony for the possession of a pill press that's it so what's a pill press Nick for those of us who yeah aren't in the let's biz? let's say Bobby you go and, and have a prescription of Xanax well you want to sell it and put some fentanyl in it so what you do is you take your prescription of xanax and you'll crush it with the pill press you'll put whatever xanax in or whatever fentanyl in that and lace it and press it back together put the number on it it looks just like a regular uh xanax and then you put that out in the market um now there are i want to be perfectly clear there are legitimate and legal uses for pill press people use that for some from herbs or their own pharmacist yes and and pharmacists are that's correct pharmacists pharmacists are exempt from this if they've been registered with the board of pharmacy uh but we have it to where the the bureau of narcotics mbn will register this can regulate uh having a pill press so if you have a pill you go on amazon you can buy one on amazon right now If, if you do that and and it is uh not registered with the bureau of narcotics it can be uh, you would be charged with a felony Mm. all we're trying to do is people who are are using these pill press illegally take those off the market and and uh, from every hearing we had with law enforcement officials with uh, mental health people controlled substance abuse people they said the pill presses need to be regulated we need to have a count of this it's like the old paraphernalia law or precursor law uh, precursor law with with meth people making meth labs it's the same premise uh trying to get a hold of of uh uh the ones that are at the root of the problem yeah awesome well coming from a side of somebody that's kind of been down that road nick uh from what i saw in the early 2000s mid 2000 2010 area you know the opioid laws were lax mm-hmm. and they've tightened down on that from a prescription standpoint and so they've kind of taken that element or that out of play 
from the user side. You know, you can't no longer go to the doctor and just get as many pills as you want. You can't bounce around doctor shopping. You know, they, they have laws against that now and they keep a better check on it. So what they're doing is they're taking this synthetic opioid and they're pressing it into these pills. And like you say, they're taking advantage of the addict that's looking, you know, to catch the buzz. Um, talk to some of the guys that's come through our program and they all, as bad as this is to say, it was all the same mindset is that if they had a buddy that, that run into something like this that really, really did something to them, they're going to try to get closer to the source. Right. They're not, they're not going to be like, whoa, man, he, that was dangerous. You know, that's not the mm -hmm. way the addict looks at things. So they're taking advantage of these people who are already in a bad situation. And they've done it uh, disguisingly by pressing these pills and making their own form of, you know, some type of pharmaceutical. And that, that's that's what it, from the addict side of things is what what we're seeing there at the Freedom Center and, and how these guys are kind of dealing with it. Well, we're thankful for our sponsors for this show. We're going to hop off and talk about something really cool in the next segment. None of this is cool, by the way, no. but it, but it's stuff it's that it, it's real, <laughs> it and, real. It, and it's and uh, it's it's stuff that has nuance to it. And sometimes we think we've got these things all figured out, and and even with as we uh, open the show with, even with the row debate, you know, if you don't think there's nuance there, and if you don't think there's caution and care that needs to be taken them. And, and uh, well, you just haven't thought through it well enough. And so, mm -hmm. and, uh, and as believers uh, and as people whose hope is in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we know that the sin that's inside of all of us uh, makes us want to, you know, uh, just you know, feel pleasure and get a buzz and do whatever and that we're willing to sacrifice our own lives for that sometimes. And, but but uh, Christ's sacrifices it remains supreme, and it becomes the thing that we want to serve uh, from then on. And so we're thankful for our sponsors. We're thankful for uh, Bainbow and Law. We're thankful for Subway. We're thankful for our uh, not-for-profits who are involved here. Uh, we're thankful for Wilco Realty, and we're thankful for Gatlin's Pharmacy. And we're going to be right back, and we're going to talk about marijuana. This is Brett Butler, and I'm the Executive Director of Crosswind Ministries in Corinth, Mississippi. Crosswind is a local ministry ordained and equipped by the Lord Jesus Christ to serve and bring hope to families and individuals who are in need of assistance. We like to think we exist to serve those who are poor in resources and poor in spirit. If you think about it, that's really all of us at one time or another. We are located at 703 Tate Street, south of the railroad tracks in downtown Corinth, and our number is 662-287-5600. You know, one of the most common questions I get from neighbors in the community is, quite simply, what type of help do y'all provide? Well, Crosswind is set up to be a highly diverse, one-stop shop of sorts for people who are troubled or are in trouble. Because of the many relationships we have cultivated over the last 16 years, I like to think we're equipped to either serve most needs directly or indirectly, and we do not discriminate. So, Just a few things that we do at Crosswind is we transition and secure families from homelessness into permanent housing. We conduct two Tutoring in after-school programs, we provide no-cost biblical counseling to hurting families and individuals through the Crosswind Biblical Counseling Center that we just established. We have the opportunity to feed hundreds of hungry residents through our mobile and stationary meal programs. We mentor and equip new and expectant mothers through our partnership with One by One Ministries and the Oasis Medical Center, and host weekly clothing drives for neighbors in need of seasonal apparel and these are just a few things that we do and we we try not to limit ourselves and instead just answer the need as it comes in the door or calls us on the phone so if you are in need of help please call us or come see us at crosswind on 703 tate street we're here to help bain bowen attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program at bain and bowen they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. 
For all your legal needs, call Bain and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Welcome back to our show, Hope. Uh, we're here with Representative Nick Bain, and we're talking about some of the laws that have come out uh, that uh, are important in Mississippi uh, to regulate uh, drugs. There's an interesting law that was passed right uh, uh, in this last session that has to do, or maybe the session before in this last session, uh, that has to do with the legalization of marijuana along medical terms. And so let me set this up kind of from my perspective and ask a few questions, and then I'm going to let Nick comment about this. And so if you want to think about opioids, if you will, which, of course, uh, in our rehab, we have a bunch of people that are coming off opioids. And so if you want to think about opioids, the opioid is uh, comes from a plant uh, called a poppy plant. And uh, it's, you know, it's it's derivative. I mean, it's a drug, if you will, is this stuff called opium. And what they do with the, with opium is they take and break it down and put it in all sorts of things. And it's, it is the thing that uh, keeps us from hurting when we have surgeries. It's the thing when we're recovering from our surgeries uh, that keeps us out of pain. And, and, uh, and for some people, for some users, uh, particularly in the United States, not anywhere else around the world, by the way, it's a way that we deal with chronic pain. And so, um, so it has this, uh, this value, uh, but the other side of it is uh, it also makes you high. And so what happens is, is that, and, and by, uh, if you were to take me, just to, I'll just tell you the mechanism very simply, is that if you were to take me and then all of a sudden take, if I started at my toes and started to begin to feel like a 63-year-old man, all my aches and pains, uh, and then all of a sudden, you just immediately relieved me of those aches and pains. There's a euphoria that comes from being pain-free. Uh, and uh, so, and by the way, interestingly enough, psychological pain is located in the exact same center of your brain as physiological pain. And so there's this interesting thing about being pain-free that comes from uh, these opioids. And that's why they're abused. And we're looking for pain relief, if you will, whether it be psychological or physiological. And so, well, let me segue this into marijuana. In marijuana, marijuana is also just a plant like opium, like the poppy plant is. It's a plant and it has, we've known for many years, a really excellent medical benefit. Uh, uh, doctors have used it uh, in chemotherapy to keep nausea down. It's been uh, uh, proven to uh, help glaucoma patients and the pressure in their eyes and, and various things. We're also learning that it's actually uh, a good pain uh, medicine for chronic pain and certain things like that. And so one of the, but, but welcome to the seventies and I wore my, the peace sign on my t-shirt and, and, um, uh, we were all potheads back in the day when our hair was long and we were listening to Jimi Hendrix and, 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 uh, and so it came into, uh, us, if you will, as opposed to like, opium opium kind of came by heroin but heroin's one of those hardcore drugs right and in the medical community grabbed it and and uh, really processed it quickly but in, in marijuana's case uh it was a way more a recreational drug for a long time before the medical community began to try to harness it and so it always became the question is this a recreational drug to get me high or is there medical benefit well the doctors were all saying there's medical benefit and the uh, other uh, you know people that were the get high people were you know saying that it gets me high and and somewhere in the middle of that the legislator had to figure out well are we going to accept the medical benefit here or are we just going to, you know, say, no, this is only a, a, a drug that gets you high? Nick, how does that process work out? I mean, what, when you guys have to struggle with that nuance that I just mentioned, how does that work out when you end up having to write a law? And then give us a big picture of what that law ended up being. Sure. Well, I mean, you may recall in 2020, I believe, there was a referendum on medical marijuana for the people of Mississippi to vote on Initiative 65, uh, that was a severe 
example of medical marijuana. Basically, if, if the, when that passed, there was about 70% of Mississippians that voted for that. Uh, that be, if that would have went into effect, it, you would have had pretty much full-blown recreational marijuana in Mississippi. That was later overturned by the Mississippi Supreme Court based on uh, some nuances of the law. But anyway, in any event, so it, it didn't go into play. And so then we as legislatures, again, listening to what the vote was, just said, okay, the people are ready for a medical marijuana program. So um, I was not a part of this part of the drafting of the legislation. I do know that they had hearings. They met with a lot of different groups on, on what they wanted to do. And, and pretty much everybody came to the consensus uh, that, Medical marijuana was a a valid way of uh, treating people for pain, helping people with uh, to to get off of this opioid epidemic and, and anxiety. I heard one, one one of our doctors, local doctors, said that Xanax, which is an extraordinarily destructive right. drug and hyper addictive. addictive drug, yes, uh, that um, it that it, it there's a helpful effect uh, with anxiety. There are twenty. Uh, the law ended up being about 23 ailments or diagnosis that you could get a medical marijuana prescription for. Anxiety is certainly one of those. Uh, also cancer, um, PTSD, and then there's a broad one that says chronic pain. It allows for a uh, prescription for those uh, that are diagnosed by any type of medical doctor and uh OD or even an optometrist or anybody can diagnose. Let's say uh, an optometrist could diagnose it for glaucoma. Uh, as long as it's within their scope of practice, somebody, even a, a nurse practitioner, could diagnose and and order a, a prescription for this. So uh, I think there's a the, there's that need is going to be met. Now, what the law did was it, it identified these 23, 24 different um, ailments, if you will. Uh, allowed a regular a, a process for physicians and and medical providers to be regulated and to register them uh, to prescribe this. Um, one of the biggest things that was voted on by the people that that people didn't like was when it was voted on. If it had passed, you could have had a dispensary anywhere anywhere. Uh, what the law allowed for was a little bit more of government authority government ability to zone it government ability your local cities and counties even the ability to opt out uh corinth my understanding did not opt out there are others such as iuka and boonville that did uh, i believe did opt out but uh they have that they have that choice they have the ability to make that choice and what they think is best for their their local citizens um it allows for dispensaries uh, manufacturing, processing, cultivation to be grown here in Mississippi um, within certain uh, regulations there. The dispensaries, one of the biggest issues like this that we have is a dispensary can be located pretty much anywhere the government, the local government allows except for, uh, like your church, Bobby, it can't be located 1,000 feet from it uh, or a, a daycare or a school 1,000 feet from that without some type of waiver, certainly, if your church, for example, said it was okay, they could sign a waiver and allow a dispensary to be there. But, you know, we're, we're looking within, I would say, that there was time frames in there that Department of Health is going to regulate it and, and, and mandate what goes on with it. Uh, they have time frames in terms of 120 days for dispensaries to get their license, 150 days for uh, cultivators or something to that effect. But those time frames are, are laid out in the statute. So, with that said, I think within the next, by the fall, you're going to start seeing uh, prescription uh, marijuana out, and you're going to start seeing uh, uh, dispensaries and, and other things popping up around around the state. Okay, so here's so that's the framework of the law. The framework, the idea is to say there are legitimate medical benefits, uh, and uh, and we'd like to uh, uh, make uh, a framework to where marijuana, like opium. Uh, like poppy plants, uh, can be used properly in the medical community. Well, <clears throat> whatever. So here's what I mean by that. So, <laughs> yeah. so and, and here's what my beef with it has always been. This is, you know, we came from out west, Jack and I, and uh, moved our family out here and, and uh, way more open to, uh, you know, uh, marijuana use and all that kind of stuff out there. But let me tell you what, 
one of my beefs was with it is. Having observed Colorado, having observed California and dispensaries and all that kind of stuff. And having, you know, like there's uh, in Colorado and Denver, I went there for a conference and, and there's a dispensary uh, right here. And then right next to it is a Dunkin' Donuts, quote unquote, where they actually make make these, you know, it's a donut shop, which everything's got pot in it. Okay. So anyways, listen, here's, here's one of the things that uh, I, uh, if it were me and I were the czar and I'm not, and even if I had influence, it, it likely wouldn't have passed. But this is one of the things that I have a beef with. So, you know, if you're trying to say it's a medicine, and that is what we're trying to say, mm-hmm. this isn't recreational marijuana. That's this true. is medicinal marijuana. That's the purpose. Of right? It. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if we're trying to say it's a medicine, well, it sure don't look like one. Because all we're doing is really clipping the live plant. It's almost like brinking poppy over from Afghanistan and saying, well, just take a little of this. We're just clipping the live plant and we're actually selling you the live plant and telling you to go put it in your bong and smoke it. Well, for from a guy who smoked a bong, that feels recreational to me. So here's what I think about that is that... I wonder why we couldn't have ground it up and put it in a pill. You know, I mean, couldn't there been a, some sort of pharmaceutical company? I mean, surely they're lined up to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah a, a, to, who could have taken, you know, the um, the thing that's in it, which is what? What's the drug that's in the it? THC. Yeah, THC. Mm-hmm. Taking the THC out, extracted it out of the plant, and then made it in kind of a more legitimate, what we're, we're used to, medical form. And if not then why didn't they do that? And and because it does make it feel like you're just handing somebody something to put in his ball. That's certainly a, a legitimate argument. And, you know, the, the law allows for, uh, you know, the oils, the, 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 the pills. But like you said, it also provides for smokables, what they call smokables, which are the, the, the joints. Uh, and I forget the amount that uh, someone is able to have in a uh, month is about whatever the prescription is right that's that, a, that's up to the well there's a community. limit you can't have yeah, more than like 90 grams or something a month or something like that yeah okay but well uh, that's still a lot yeah exactly and it still kind of feels like you know you're that you go into a head shop i mean i hate to say it that way but that's what it feels like well so anyways that's the nuance the reason why uh, guys like us that are concerned about the recreational side uh, is and 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 not that you know like I don't believe in prohibition. I mean, we we already saw what happened with prohibition. Right. I mean, we we you don't we already know this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, you get you can make every drug in the whole world illegal, and 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 we're gonna figure out how to get high. I promise you that. Yeah, <laughs> and so, which is where we're headed in the next segment, which I have to quick speed up here, but. So what my deal is, though, is that if you've got a product that is almost kind of in the middle, it almost feels a little bit recreational, even though we're saying it's medical, it's not, it feels to me like it's not too far away from being recreational. And then the argument will be, like it was out west, what's the difference in a glass of wine and a joint? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And by the way, I mean, that argument you've probably already heard. Yeah, all the time. And, 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 so, and, and it may beg the question. You know, it may beg the question. Eventually, maybe the legislator will have to really take that back up and say, what is the difference between a glass of wine and a joint? And you may end up saying that there's not. And so um, we're going to push the pause button again. We're so thankful for our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about a new thing. We have two clients right now in our rehab that are there because they almost lost their families and their incomes and are seriously addicted to gas station drugs. Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at wilcocorinth.com. You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorinth.com. 
Bain and Bowen. Attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Bain and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo, is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. If you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines, Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hi folks, it's Tommy Wilson with Car and Master Furniture Outlet here on Highway 72. Man, is it tough. Inflation over 8%, gas up, groceries up. So at our store, we're going to give you that 8% off plus 10 more percent for a total of 18%. That's right, 18% of already low prices. All you have to do is to tell us you heard this ad. And you got to remember, you got to come three miles west of high prices to get that deal. Here's to choice, to making your voice be heard, to getting exactly what you want, especially when you eat. At Subway restaurants, you choose your freshly baked bread, meats, cheese, and veggies to make a sub that's just right for you. Come in and create yours today. Subway, eat fresh. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Welcome back to the show. We're with Representative Nick Bain today, and we're talking about laws that regulate uh, the use and, and, uh, and abuse, if you will, of drugs uh, in the paraphernalia that surround them. And one of the things that we left off with was you led the conversation on marijuana, Nick, with saying that the public... And when, when I was talking about the, uh, you know, what's the difference between a glass of wine and a joint, that the public voted 70%-ish, very close to 70% of, of Mississippians who voted to say there is no difference between a joint and a glass of wine. So why did uh, the Supreme Court say uh, that, uh, that we're going to override that? Yeah, it was based on, there was a, uh, there used to be five congressional districts in Mississippi. Now there's four, uh, so it was a dilution of of the votes. It was taken. The old petition was taken from the five congressional districts instead of the four that are now. So there was just a the, the Supreme Court said there was a misappropriation of of the different uh, voters there that everybody wasn't represented. There was a, there was more from one district than another, and and it was very nuanced. But uh, I will say the House of Representatives. I handled the bill on the floor tried to give an initiate, initiative process back to the people. We passed it overwhelmingly. Uh, the Senate did not take that up. I hope that we can return that initiative process. I know that myself and the members of the House want the people to have an initiative process. I think that's a, val a valuable tool for them uh, to have going forward. All right. Now I want to segue to this thing. There's three, there's three or four drugs that you can buy in a gas, gas station that aren't called drugs. They're kind of called, uh, you know, uh, herbs or vitamin I supplements. Think, I think the way they get away with it is they call them dietary supplements. Dietary supplements. But anyways, mm -hmm. name them out loud, Wes. Uh, well, Kratom was the first one to hit the scene. And nowadays what Kratom's kind of like a painkiller drug. And now what we're seeing is called Tiana's and Zaza's. And, and then there's also some marijuana derivative that you can buy in the score that's a little bit of a nuanced version of THC uh, that uh, passes muster, if you will, and isn't part of the illegal side. And so and what, what we were aware of was a lot of people were buying them, uh, and we had known that the legislator had kind of put a stop to spice, which is liter literally making people go crazy. And, and uh, so we were now we're starting to see guys in rehabs 
because it's kind of a legal way to get to get dope. But they're getting seriously wiped out by this stuff. What's the legislator doing? Are they even talking about it? And what's going to happen in that front? Yeah, you mentioned Kratom. Kratom is about the only one that we've that we've addressed right now. There has been, and I believe the House passed a bill to regulate Kratom, to schedule it, to put it on the schedule of controlled substance. Didn't go anywhere down the process. Um, I will tell you and tell the audience that there is a discussion about all of these going forward, and we'll continue to have a hearing and, and talk to law enforcement, talk to uh, people in, in your fields that with the addiction uh, and mental health uh, areas and treatment programs to try to figure out what we need to do about it. There, Like you said, it's, it's readily available over the counter, and in a lot of cases our youth are getting a hold of it as well. So uh, that's something that I've – really yeah there's there's no age limit no there's either. not that's one of the things that's been brought to our attention and the uh the withdrawal effect the uh just the whole mindset and the addiction phase of it is i almost identical i mean these guys are straight up addicts just like every other addict you ever seen they cannot get off it yeah uh, they're spending 75 bucks a day at a gas station on yeah. these drugs and uh, it's wiping their family finances out yeah. and and uh, to put a wrap on this, let, let, let me just say this in closing today. Uh, what We're thankful that God has given the government arms to be able to kind of regulate, uh, regulate uh, us so that we uh, don't end up harming each other and to try to keep things between the ditches, if you will. But let me tell you what the government can't do. The government can't regulate the human heart. And I want, I want... In the, in the sinful desires of my heart to have something that will satisfy me other than what God has already provided in Christ Jesus to satisfy me. I want another way out. I want a, a pill, and, and, and if, I, I, if I want to do it legally, I'll go to a gas station. If I want to do it illegally, I'll go to my buddy down the street. Or I, I want something to make me feel better. I want something to tell me uh, to, uh, to either stroke my pleasure or take away my pain, and whether that be psychological or physical or whatever it is. And so at the end of the day, uh, we have to look at our hearts because no matter what they do at the legislature, no matter what Nick ends up doing and what ends up being successful, whether they outlawed everything or unoutlawed everything, it really doesn't matter. The human heart will find a way uh, to uh, get uh, either its needs met at the fountain of living water or its needs met at some other fountain. And uh, so our prayer uh, is that our government would be wise and that they would help us and that they would protect their citizenry as the Lord has ordained. And our prayer also is that we will speak the life-giving love of Jesus Christ into the heart of people uh, so that uh, their desires will be to glorify him uh, and uh, not to get uh, all these other substitutes. Wesley, uh, why don't you pray us out today? And thank you, Nick, for coming. Uh, it's thanks been a great me. show. I and it's been it. really helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah, we want to say thanks again to all our sponsors, Subway, Bainbow and Law Office, Wilco, and Gatlin's. We're thankful for you guys. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're just uh, thankful for another beautiful day you've given us, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, to just to come here and uh, just give thanks to you, Lord, for what you're doing in our local community, in our state, in our country. We pray, Lord, that uh, we would just receive the things that's going on. We know that you're on the throne, and ultimately you have the final say-so, and our hope and faith rest in that alone. We thank you for Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. <laughs>